Hey, this is Steve-O from Clipwing and In Two Months, and I want to invite you down to the Beer Boutique at 910 Region Avenue. We're your premier destination for all malted beverages in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Pride ourselves in providing a unique experience for each person who walks through our doors. So whether it's local, craft, succulent cider, or seasonal refreshments, we carry the brands you seek as well as those you've yet to discover. Come see us soon at 910 Region Avenue. That's the Beer Boutique. See you on the other side. If you're interested in the local punk scene, you might know the guest on this episode, Brendan McLean, from some of his bands like The Uglies or Sitcom, but on this episode, we're talking about a project he released very recently called Plymouth Breeze. He describes it as a punk suite, and it's one of the coolest records I've heard, locally or otherwise, in in quite some time. The album is very experimental, it has unexpected instruments for anything punk related, like a cello, it's very technical. And it's just really cool. So we talk about that album, we talk about his other bands, we talk about the punk scene, we reminisce about the local ska scene in the late 90s, early 2000s, and a whole lot more. Very cool episode with a guy who's been doing big things in the local punk scene for a long time, and has now kind of branched out into doing this really out there, experimental project that that really, it's probably going to be on my list of my favorite local albums of 2019. So definitely recommend it, and I recommend this interview. It's a fun conversation. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Garbage Hill, one of its first podcast network. radio i'm in this uh there's, there's a few jam spaces in the city that i go to a lot right and this is one of them i haven't been here in a couple years but i interviewed duotang here when they were i don't know if they still use this jam space but uh that was cool okay and had a few other ones too just like over the years but um it's funny because I, I i've been past this place so many times i've been in the goodwill so many times but it's easy to forget that this is up here and there's like <laughs> yeah. all these rooms full of bands practicing and it's pretty cool like it's a, it's like a weird little community yeah it's totally wild it's totally wild. it's like this strange little apartment uh, complex yeah, that yeah. exists where <laughs> yeah you know bands inhabit sort of thing and each one of these rooms has like five or six bands in it and it's just it must be crazy just the amount of people that make connections just walking in the hall and stuff right it'd like, be funny to organize like a, a potluck or something where all yeah, the, yeah, this yeah. whole community comes together that one that'll never happen no, but no. just I, i'd like to see like what the the amount of people that actually are in this place, you yeah, know, coming yeah. and going. So, you're in a bunch of bands, and <laughs> I just realized how many you were in when we were just talking before we started recording. I thought you just had a couple, but you were, we got, what, like three now? Um, or, or well, more? yeah, I mean, um, I got a punk band, The Uglies, yeah. uh, and then play in a band called Sitcom, um, and then just kind of released some music under the name of Plymouth Breeze. Right, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. I didn't realize you were in Sitcom as well. I thought it was just The Uglies and Plymouth Breeze, but... Plymouth Breeze. Right, it's but, a yeah. bit of a tongue twister. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I didn't know what that project was until you, I mean, I hadn't heard of it until you messaged me about it and, yep. and then told me you were working on this. And it's not what I expected. It's, it's really cool. Um, it's in punk rock, and I have this idea of what punk rock sounds like in Winnipeg just from being here my whole life and seeing so many punk bands and interviewing so many punk bands and being right. in punk bands. Right, But this is this is different. Like, it's very experimental. you got a cello in there. It's, uh, like, a lot of it's super technical. And it's not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so, yeah, it, like, if you can just give some background on that whole project, and then we can maybe 
Start taking from there. Yeah, basically, I had a bunch of like um, iPhone uh, voice memos of just various riffs. Okay. Um, some kind of weirder riffs, and I wasn't really sure what to do with them. So the first step was essentially uh, I came up with this tune, which is now uh, Plymouth. Mm -hmm. Which you have the video for. Which we have the video for, yeah. yeah. And uh, I met with uh, the drummer uh, of sitcom, Nick Fonzie. He's a super talented dude. You can just like feed him like you know odd time signature riffs okay, and okay. all this shit and he'll he'll just like come up with cool things yeah 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 so we pieced that tune together uh pieced another tune together which had a bit of a different vibe um and my my plan was i wanted to kind of record this like uh the idea of like a punk rock suite yeah i see you described it as that on the yeah, yeah, I, yeah i don't know if i if i got that but we'll nail it on the next one <laughs> um so yeah, what, what does that mean to you though? Because I mean, sweet usually when you see it used, it's in, in a classical sense or jazz sense. Exactly. Like, how are you kind of connecting that with punk rock? Well, I, I love all types of music, and, and right now, like I'm in school studying jazz and the, and oh, cool. the whole okay. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you never, yeah, you never hear that term used no, you don't, to describe don't. like in the under the umbrella of uh, of punk rock. Yeah, or heavy music in general, if you want to call it that, or or like exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just thought it would be kind of cool to to have this recording with with various kind of we'll call them movements. Mm -hmm. And this all oh, this is all of this is very haphazardly uh, done by the way. Yeah. But yeah, the idea of what what came about was we have four movements. Um, there's some key modulation and whatnot, but all four tunes are kind of in the same key. Okay. Uh, hope and they're all a little different um, the first tune kind of functions as like an outro and then there's sort of like the main two tunes Plymouth mm -hmm. and Breeze yeah 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 and which then... makes sense with the name of the project exactly exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. and then there's like a, an outro tune which uh, is kind of like a the final movement okay. if you will yeah well it's, it's very I mean like compared to what I was expecting when I think of a I mean sweet aside yeah punk record I mean it's, it's very uh I don't know the word evocative, I guess. Like, I mean, it's, it's a, lot, a lot of long instrumental parts, yeah, and it's kind of uh, lots of dynamics and stuff in it. And yeah, it's 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 really cool. I I don't know if I'd even call it a punk record, but yeah, I know, I know. I it just punk rock is the first love. So yeah, yeah. You know, it's almost like you could you could you could call anything punk rock, really. Well, you can, yeah. What yeah, is yeah. punk rock, man? You know, because punk's more punk can mean aesthetic more than it can be an actual sound, right? Exactly. I mean, doing the DIY thing in general. This is punk rock. This podcast, because exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. Two dudes sitting in a jam space, you know, you're doing the whole thing, uh, right. <laughs> doing the whole damn thing on your own. Yeah, it's punk rock. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. So when did that actually come out? That was uh, November 22nd. So I guess okay. um, not this last Friday, but the one before. Okay. But it was a bit of a, like when me and Nick, uh, me and his, we, we call him Fonzie, okay. uh, met up to piece this shit together. It was the summer before last summer. Oh, so it's so, a long, long path. It's just yeah. we've been slowly picking away at it, you know, um, and it kind of fits with the theme because right now I, you know, I base the whole thing off of my '97 Plymouth Breeze, right, which is sitting in my driveway, sort of in park. Uh, yeah, I realized indefinitely. when I tried to Google the name of the thing to find the band camp, I realized Cars. Plymouth Breeze is a car. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is not going to work. Winnipeg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. sort of a take on the Dodge Stratus. Okay. Um, it's like a cheaper model of the Dodge Stratus. It's a bit of a boat, uh, but fond <laughs> memories of driving that thing, and, sure. I, and I hope to get the freaking thing back on the road, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, now yeah. you have to because you've, you've made a record about it. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, and the final track on there, um, we found some audio of two... Two dudes trying to start a Plymouth Breeze. Oh, cool! And at the end of the thing, they they get it. They they start the uh, the vehicle. So it's kind of like you know in that last Jurassic Park where that Raptor or whatever goes running around. <laughs> you know, there's going to be a sequel. Of course, yeah, 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 sure. yeah. yeah. There's a there's a Plymouth Breeze roaming around the streets of Winnipeg, yeah. wild man. 
So is this something that you're you're hoping to play live as well, or is it meant to be just like a recording project? I would love to. That um, it would basically just uh, be a matter of getting the, all the all the fellas in this room and and hashing it out. Yeah. Um, and initially, I didn't even want to have any lyrics on it. Okay. You I was just instrumental strictly, or that was the plan. Yeah, yeah I was pretty inspired. Uh, I think it was the Victory Lap. Uh, release yeah, yeah. Agassi. Yeah, yeah, Agassi is really cool. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck, this is cool." Yeah, uh, and then also at UMFM, uh, I have a show on UMFM, uh, and they have two discs of the Giant Suns. Oh, nice! So yeah, Beeb's yeah. old band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like playing that stuff. It's just to me, it's super cool. It is cool. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of the vibe I was going for, but it turned into something a little different. Well, it's interesting because when I first started listening to the Plymouth, uh, I can't even say it because I'm going to stumble on the words. Yeah, Plymouth Breeze album EP. Uh, the first song, it takes a while for the, uh, and actually all the songs, for the vocals to come in. Yeah. You, almost, you almost get this feeling like it's going to be instrumental, and it's like, oh, hey, someone's singing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Especially in that Plymouth tune. Um, yeah, the one, the single, the, yeah, yeah. The, like, I guess that, we'll yeah. call it a chorus. It's the only riff that really repeats in the tune. Yeah. Um, and we got the, uh, like, I, I kind of came up with a chorus, but my buddy uh, Nick Gammon, who, uh, he's the singer in sitcom. Okay. And he's another guy, you can kind of just throw him shit, and he'll come up with cool sure, stuff. Sure, sure. So, uh, and he did. So yeah, the the vocals I think really added to it at the end. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, where, where does the cello fit in? Like, how did, where'd you find a cello player? Well, I'm at, I'm at the school of music, so I'm surrounded by all these musicians. Fair enough, it's yeah. like I gotta like utilize this somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, my dude Barry Philsom, uh, he's from Florida, and uh, we played a wedding gig in the summer. Okay. And we hit up the open bar. We had a blast and uh, became buddies. And just I kind of notated all the the cello parts in a program called Sibelius. Okay. And. Uh, Jordan Voth met uh, Barry and I down at Eva Claire Hall at the U of M, and uh, it was a bit of a shit show getting the whole thing together. We forgot a computer monitor, the whole thing, but it, it all it all worked out in it's the cool. end. Yeah, it was cool. We got to use this like big, big room, uh, wicked acoustics. It was, yeah. was kind of neat. Well, and that's an instrument that that in the type of music you're playing too, it typically isn't there, and it gives it a totally different dimension, right? Having having that. Absolutely. Because that, that a guitar or a keyboard or whatever can't do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, the cello just has this really deep resonant tone. Totally. It's just, yeah. Fucking awesome! Yeah. I, I love the sound, and it can sound really gnarly too. Like you can make it really kind of like gritty and yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it can really get like uh, you can get up on the high register too. It, it kind of uh, it can kind of provide a nice harmonic landscape, but also you can really get some nice some melodic stuff going on too. Yeah. on that thing. Yeah, well, it's definitely different, and it's it's, it's kind of a cool addition. So I mean, if you did this, this live, you'd get him there as well. Like, playing. well, that would be cool. Um, well, see, he's a busy, busy guy. Like, he plays with, like, the WSO and oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, so yeah. I'd be like, hey, man, you want to come play this, like, shitty punk rock show? <laughs> but that would, be the best, that would be the best setting, though, right? Like, yeah. a few years ago, this is a bit off topic, but I interviewed this band that plays uh, early medieval music. And they had a harpsichord, oh, wow. a recorder, and a violin. And that is so far out of my comfort zone. But when I saw I saw them live randomly at an event, and I was like, I need to have these guys on the podcast. Right. And I've... I don't think they're together anymore, but for the longest time, I was really wanting to get them at a punk show or a metal show or something. Because I think that would just blow people's minds. Like, this yeah. harpsichord record opening up for, you know, some some hardcore band or something. It would just be totally cool and unexpected. Like Yes, and very punk rock in itself. Totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. It would be cool. So you should just find a way to get the cello in, uh, yeah. <laughs> in the live show. I'd love to, in the new year, to, to throw this thing together. i, I got to come up with a couple more tunes. Yeah. So I'm hoping to maybe uh, link up with Voth again next year, and we'll, we'll do the damn thing. Uh... Over a long uh, period of time, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sporadic increments, yeah. But I guess this is the kind of project that you can do that with because you're not playing shows, you're not touring any of that, right? You can sort of oh, take God, your time no. on this, and yeah, yeah. It's more so just a fun little outlet to kind of just do this uh, this thing. 
I don't know what the theme is going to be on the next one. Maybe just a continuation, or I had okay. an idea for like, um, I love the movie Office Space. Yeah, yeah, great movie. Yeah. So I want to name one of the songs, maybe Hey Peter, check out Channel 9. It's a good song title. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's cool. <laughs> on the show recently actually I yeah just, I, I saw just interviewed that. him like two a couple days ago um how was he with recording this because I mean like I wish I had actually realized this that the cello and all that stuff was on this before yeah. I talked to him because we just ended up talking about hockey mostly but sounds about right yeah <laughs> but um, he's a big Winnipeg Jets fan oh yes that's, that's right yeah, 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 Winnipeg yeah. Jets fan um <laughs> but like he has a sound and he's a very good sound and a lot yeah. of bands seek that sound out yeah. and a lot of bands within this kind of tight scene that you're a part of yeah use him and his services as like a way to you know because it's almost like a, a stamp of approval. You know, that guy's recorded your thing, right? So it's yeah. it's, it's going to be good. But how did you deal with stuff like the cello? I mean, that's out of his comfort zone. Oh, the zone cello too, right? was the least of the... Uh, there was a point I remember going to his place in the summer. Because at this point, it was kind of hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Sure, sure. And I remember just adding the second guitar to that Plymouth tune. And uh, he's just... Just the look on his face. He just started <laughs> laughing. He's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> so the working title of that song he, he had for it was The Adventure. Okay. Yeah. I think he was being funny because that's the name of a sh uh, shitty angel and airwave song. Okay, okay. So called The Adventure. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, so he was, it was, anyways. Yeah, it, it was It was all good, all a good time. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we, we laughed, we cried, we ate a lot of Taco Bell caffeine and <laughs> that whole that thing. That makes for a good record, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. I, again, I know we've kind of determined that this isn't, isn't something that's going to be played live yet, maybe someday. Yeah. But... If you did play this live, do these songs have the potential to be expanded on? Because uh, I feel like a lot of it, you know, I mean, a lot of, even with a band like Agassi, that instrumental stuff, the vibe I get off it is, is more of a jazz type vibe where, vibe where you can take in different directions live. The potential right. is there, especially with the instrumental parts, yes. to just, just go. And, and I mean, you know, you, again, some of it's very technical and stuff, and a lot of the lead guitar parts strike me as being possible to just blow out to the moon kind of thing right yeah and what you're talking about i think is kind of the next step because with like you know punk music and, and whatnot um it's okay this is the song yeah you've created the song right verse chorus might, verse whatever yeah bridge, you might yeah. change some shit here and there but there's not really any room to expand so yeah. that's a cool idea i haven't even really thought through it uh okay. that far but that is a cool idea okay because the songs some of them anyway like uh, they strike me as being very the potential is there to open them up right yep 
Yeah, and it'd be, I'm just maybe experimenting with uh, different instrumentation. It'd be cool to have uh, my friend Paul. Uh, he played keys on it. Maybe even like three guitars. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah why just, not, right? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Get a saxophone or something. In there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Do you play a horn? No. No, okay. no, no. no. <laughs> No. Let's see if I could recruit you. No, I played guitar in a Scott band, so I'm, I'm useless. You've already got enough guitar. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I know horn players, though. Right. <laughs> if you ever do it, let me know. <laughs> you, I'm sure you know a million horn players just being at the, yeah. the university, though, who are better than the ones I know. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, yeah, There's. it's funny. There's a lot of kids in that jazz program. They can really fucking play their oh, asses yeah, yeah, off. It's yeah, insane. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I mean, like, back in the late 90s when the Scott thing was happening, I mean, we were in high school at the time, so all of our horn players were kids in the high school band, but right. some of the older bands, you know, they would, they were all like, hold on to Milka, which was, you know, pretty much the high point in Winnipeg Ska, as far as I'm concerned. Right. All their horn players were from the music program. They were all music students. Yeah. And that's why they, they were so good, because it's just, like, the level of skill and ability to just do that shit is... And he would have done a music degree too, because he well he he's a, he's a teacher, teacher at Nelson yeah, Mack, right? Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so all of those guys. I mean, it's just like we were terrible high school kids trying to you know muddle our way through a couple of chords, and then they would play open for these guys, and they're just just miles, of, you know. Right. Yeah. What was the album uh, where it's like uh, the Chris Hanna thing? That was on Got Milka. That was on their first record. The Scar really sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell the message to Chris. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Great song. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. The funny thing is too, like. I interviewed, I've had, I mean, I know Greg, I've had him on the podcast, and this is many years ago he was on the show, i got to get him on again, but I forgot, I was going to ask him about that song, and then I forgot, and then right. I had Chris Hanna on the podcast, and I forgot to ask him about the song too, <laughs> and it's just like, I need to get someone to tell me the story behind this, because it's hilarious. Like, I've seen, I, I don't know, it was like um, a written, uh, it was like an interview or something on the web years ago, where okay. Chris Hanna was like, they were asking, like, you know, what's your least favorite song to play live, it's yeah. probably that one for him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And he's like, it's funny, that song has also inspired others to... Uh, <laughs> creates angry songs towards me so he's obviously he's got to be referencing yeah, that too yeah it was like a diss track but I think those guys actually love propaganda like I'm Greg I think he was at the propaganda show I was at last so I mean right. you know, it's, 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 it's who tongue, doesn't love it's his tongue in cheek but yeah, it's, exactly. it's hilarious yeah yeah, yep. yeah 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 so I guess um, you know not to talk about the discussing too much because you know the, the, I, I love it man yeah, yeah. what's uh, it kind of is an awkward segue into what is your background in the local music scene like what bands did you kind of grow up listening to going to shows to for okay yeah so in high school big into the scott thing going to you know barrymore's yeah, yeah. jfk all that was like bacteria buffet yeah. records bands um and i get my first real show was with the afterbeat oh, yeah, yeah on uh it was like the osborne street fest right and i was like nine, eighteen or so is yeah, that the was, one there's all the video of online because there's one afterbeat uh Street Fest show and there's like the whole set is online in this terrible quality video from this is from a while back now but oh shit if Mike Reese is wearing a crazy ass looking neon orange shirt then that's the I one I mean it sounds like that's probably something Mike Reese wore a lot of the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah anyway so there was that one and then I played a couple shows uh with them there was one at the Half Pints Brewery okay and you know me being 18 uh they were kind of like yeah you just help yourselves <laughs> and I took that quite literally, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they had a beer called Humulus Ludicrous, which was like 9%, okay. and uh, got righteously wasted. Yeah. Needless to say, that was one of the last gigs with the Afterbeat. <laughs> well, they had about 700 members over the years. Too, yeah, right? that, so that was a, it, yeah, that wasn't actually why, but uh, it was it was kind of a revolving door. Yeah, yeah. And it was a weird thing for me, because I was 18, and this they were like trying to really make a go of it yeah like they were on that Budweiser commercial that's right I remember that yeah yeah and yeah. I remember going like I was super nervous I, I went up they were jamming above the Albert yeah 
And I was like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be, they're all going to be super chill, smoking weed, playing ska music. Yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, this is, okay, these guys are taking it seriously. This is business ska. Which is idea. cool, yeah. I just yeah. was like, I didn't, yeah. But was this was that ska scene where you first started going to shows, or were you into the punk scene and stuff before that? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I think uh, in grade four, I got Blink-182, Enema of the State. Grade four, wow, what's, yeah. <laughs> when did that album come out? It came out in, like, 99, so I was born in 90. Okay, oh, holy shit, okay, I'm a lot older than you. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, okay. I, I was born in 82. Oh, so, I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we're not too far off. I would have been almost in high school when that record came out. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you would have had the sense to think probably that it wasn't cool. Yeah, I didn't listen to them then, yeah. <laughs> right. But that was, I, I still love that album, but yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the segue into, like, you know, Rancid, No Effects. Sure. And then from there, with Rancid, it's like, you got all these Hellcat fans, yep. Hepcat You go slackers. backwards, Operation Ivy, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, okay, Hepcat So that, that's all the same with me. It's just, I'm, you know, a little bit older, but the same same thing happened, for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then it's, okay, check out the traditional ska stuff, and yep. then, you know, I, I don't know, I just love all sorts of music. But yeah. the punk rock thing was kind of the, yeah. the, the first love. So what were the uh, local bands you first started going to see, like, when you first realized there was a local scene that you could go to? Uh, probably when I was in about grade nine... Uh, would have been like the uh, grade nine, grade ten, like the Barrymores, yeah, 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 bands like that. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then, what was your first band? Uh, with my buddies, and we were called Xlax. Good name. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Did that band record anything? Uh, yeah, it's lost in the abyss of obscurity, okay, man. Okay. Yeah, it'd be, it be. We I had a disc where we did like a couple Operation Ivy covers. Nice. It wasn't actually awful, but uh, yeah, it just kind of fizzled out. It, it was just like a fun thing. Sure. Yeah. 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 We kind of just, it would have been cool to play like some all ages shows uh, doing that Scott thing, but the Hemp Rock Cafe was kind of shutting down. The timing was kind of weird. Yeah, I remember I they know. had a bunch of all ages shows there and yeah. around, like, I guess, early, what, mid 2000s or something when the Hemp Rock was kind of. Yeah, I yeah. played, we played, uh, some members of that band were in a band called the Crap Tones, and we played at the Hemp Rock, and the bass player, Cody, uh, he did uh, uh, some mushrooms. Okay. And it was just a weird, weird time. I remember going to a few <laughs> Hemp Rock shows, and I was like, you know, I mean, I guess, like, the age difference between us, I was a little bit older than a lot of the people in the crowd and a lot of the bands. Right. And I felt so weird there. Like, I mean, in the basement, when they had the basement shows. Yes. And it was just completely crammed in with no exit. <laughs> it's like, Total I'm going to die here with a bunch of teenagers in this, like, weed cafe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, there, and there's, like, concerned parents lingering around. Yeah, like, yeah, Where totally, the fuck totally. am I dropping my kid off, yeah, you know? Yeah, Some uh, On Notre Dame at the Hemp Rock Cafe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that place was sketchy as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but no, it was all right. It was good. It was good shows there. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. And by the way, thank you so much for having me on the show, man. I'm happy to, yeah. Huge fan, and I've uh, yeah, I was, I've been bugging you via email, and yeah. uh, this kind of worked out nicely tonight. It did. I had a cancellation, and we, yeah. I could fit you in right away. So well, kind of right away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's good. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, uh, what is I guess the next? Uh, well, first of all, the Uglies. What's going on with the Uglies? Because you have that record um, from a couple of years ago. Yes. Fuck up the whole weekend. Fuck up your whole weekend. Fuck up my whole weekend. My whole weekend. I yeah, there and your, but close enough. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a quote from my. When we started jamming, we jammed at my dad's house. Okay. And uh, he was pretty gracious to have us there, but there we would be hanging out, drinking beer like till all hours of the night, kind of thing. So I remember asking him one weekend, weekend, like, "Hey, the dudes are gonna come over. We're gonna jam." Yeah. He's like, "And fuck up my whole weekend." So it's just <laughs> the concept of that that alone yeah, is just gonna great, ruin yeah. the entirety yeah. of the weekend. So yeah. So. <laughs> Is that Ben still actively playing shows and stuff, though? Or? Yeah, we're going to play here next weekend uh, with, I think the first band's called 7 to 7, 7 by 7, and okay. then with Lauser and Fox Lake. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. And we've been working on uh, what we're calling uh, Chinese democracy now. For, <laughs> it's going to be going on three years. Yeah. Are you actually going to release it as Chinese democracy? No, it's going to be called Something's in the Water. Okay. That's yeah. title to you. Yeah, but yeah. we've been really taking our time, which is nice, but it's almost without any, like, you know fire up our ass like other than our own yeah 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 um 
the plan is to have it at least done by the end of this year. Oh, cool. Which is coming up soon. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're super, super close. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so, yeah. Got some big, some bigger plans. We want to, like, record a choir for the outro of okay. the album. Just, okay. just a bunch of shit. That seems yeah. like a, a mo- almost ambitious on the scale of what you're doing with this other project. I mean, you know, like... Yeah, we're going to try and have a, some, like, weird shit. Like, we have, like, a piano interlude in there. Oh, cool. We're going to have... Cool. Uh, um, we're gonna have like various instrumentation, maybe some uh, for this outro track. Yeah, yeah. Um, it should be cool. Yeah, it sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
so what's what's your main project right now? Is the uglies the sort of the main thing or? Uh, I would say just kind of all three combined. Like the uglies is kind of that's that's sort of like we're all like you know great friends and and same with uh, the other band as well. We're yeah. all great buddies, but it's just like high school buddies. Okay, just sure, yeah, yeah. An excuse to get together and drink beer. Yeah, and you get to play songs while you're doing it. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. And then sitcom is still pretty active at this point, right? Like you guys are still. Yeah, we're yeah. recording right now. Um, a split with Fox Lake. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I think just two tunes. Um. Nick Fonzie, he already did the drums, uh, so I gotta just lay down my guitars this upcoming weekend, cool. and that should be done with Mr. Voth. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Again, this like incestuous little punk scene, right, where everyone's. Uh... Oh, totally. And so this this uh, Plymouth Breeds, oh, I, I can't say it. I can't say it. <laughs> yeah. I, it's just, like, I've been having this problem where I have this random adult onset stuttering lately, where I, I've never stuttered before in my life, and it's just started happening all the time. It's driving me crazy. Yeah. And this is obviously one of those things I just can't say. I'll call it PB. <laughs> so the PB thing, did that, did that come out physically? Uh, that's the, pl- the plan digital? is in the new year. Okay. To get some coasters, more so for the time capsule. Okay. Because, okay. I mean, really, who's going to buy it? But um, Sean uh, Sean K. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got that little, uh, what the hell is it? Little, little Cowboy, Cowboy yeah. Records. So yeah. it's it's on Little Cowboy Records. Yeah, I saw that on the on the Bandcamp thing. So I was like, oh, I wonder if he put out any... Uh, yeah, well, the, that's the plan in the, in the new year. I, cool. I would love to do that. Because I think the artwork... Yeah, okay, what's the story behind that? Because it's really cool. Yeah, just um, my friend, uh, the dude who did some singing on there and also sings in sitcom, he uh, basically came to my house, took some film shots of my Plymouth Breeze. Okay, that's actually the car right there? That's the car, yeah. Cool, cool. And then uh, made like a collage out of it. Yeah, it so looks it's great. It's got this yeah. kind of like festive Christmas kind of ballroom yeah. vibe. I kinda and then did. like a cut across the middle of it with the car in it, right? And exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super cool. Well, I hope you do release it physically because of that. I mean, that alone, right? It would be cool to have a, an yes. actual solid. I would love to do a seven inch record, but that's an astronomical amount of money. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't even, do you know how much that would cost? I don't know. I remember I looked into it once out of curiosity and I was like, okay, no, can't even go near this. It's, it's, yeah, like, it'd be like thousands 15, and thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Maybe even more, yeah. Yeah, it's just nuts, yeah. Which is too bad because I think a lot of people like vinyl now. I mean, they yeah. will have for a while, but yeah, it's, 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 but you can put out tapes too. Yes, I mean, I, Sean was also mentioning that too. Uh, I feel bad because he's constantly putting out all these projects, so, you know, all these things cost money. So yeah. I'd want to probably pony up a little bit and, you know, float the dude some coin yeah. to do so. Yeah. Well, I guess it's also harder for you to sell this without playing shows, right? I mean, because this is just a recording-only yeah. project right now. So. It's more so just to have for myself. Yeah, well, that's cool. Maybe yeah. give my, my dad and my mom, hey, yeah, guys, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I'd, buy, I'd, 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 I'd grab one. Oh, I'd give you one, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I, it's funny because it's one of the things I ask a lot of people on the podcast, and if you've heard a lot of shows, you've probably heard this, but, like, how, how, do, you, how do you consume music? Are you a physical guy or are you a, like... Physical guy from way back? Yep. Fallen victim to the streaming, man. I haven't done it yet. I've been sticking to the physical. I haven't... Uh, you, really? I haven't fallen for the bait yet. You I, don't use Apple Music nothing, or Spotify? None of, it, none of it, no. The problem with that shit is that it, everything is just at the touch of I know, your finger, I know. thumbs, right? I, I, and that's why I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to have to think about what I'm going to listen to. Exactly. I have to walk over to the stereo and pick it up and put it on. And you're sitting down with it. It's a, it's the ceremony of opening it up. You got yeah. the liner notes. Yeah. It's, it's totally... Yeah, that's where it's at. But I've uh, lately, like even my fiance just bought a brand new Hyundai Santa Fe. There's no freaking CD player I know, it's on crazy, it. these new cars, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, where, this is the future, man. Yeah. Well, I remember when I first got my first car, it must have been, I don't know, early 2000s, and I was really not sure if I should buy it because it didn't have a tape deck. <laughs> and had a CD player. I'm like, hey, CD hey, player. you could buy my Plymouth Breeze, No, man. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. Doesn't but, work, but... but yeah, no, but then, so it's like not that long. That's not, you know, early 2000s, it's now, what, 2019. Not that big of a difference. Now CDs are phased out, too. And it's just, like, yeah. it's just crazy. So what are you, mo- like vinyl or CD, what's your, what's your main vinyl, thing? Vinyl, CD, and tape. 
Okay. Just, I mean, because I, I grew up listening to tapes. Yeah. Right? I mean. So you, you probably know, have a bunch of your old I have most of my and... old tapes. Most of my old tape collection from the, like, 90s, right? Cool. And then I move on to CDs. I kept all those. And then when I was early teens, I started buying vinyl, too. So I have everything. And, and the reason I never switched to digital is because I had everything already. Right. I don't want to have to, you know, when MP3s came out and stuff, I don't want to rebuy or re-download all this shit I already have. Right. And then same thing with Spotify. It's like, well, yeah, I could just press a button on a phone and listen to it, or I could just go home and put the record on, you know? Where are you buying your music? Uh, well, honestly, a, a lot of the music I buy lately is just local stuff. Right. And that's because I hoard local stuff. Like, I really, uh, it's getting Yeah, weird. you, on your Instagram, you, you put up some obscure shit. I was like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Well, one, uh, my friend Shane, he plays in uh, Drums in the Ugly. So you had, yeah. like, the first Grandmaster record or something. I have two or three Grandmaster records, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> you should have those guys on the show. I, I would love to have those guys yeah. on the show. I've just never reached out, but yeah, I, I should yeah, totally yeah. do that. But yeah, no, I, I buy a lot of local stuff, and a lot of it I get from thrift stores. Because you can go to, like, a Valley Village, and there'll be, like, you know, you know 100 CDs there. 20 of them are weird local bands. Really? And you get them for buck ninety nine, And a lot of his stuff is way out of print or bands that, like, you know, I saw once in 99. And it's like, oh, shit, I remember these guys. This is a dollar ninety nine. I'm buying What's it. What's been the ultimate score? It's probably a hard oh, question. Man, that is answer. a really hard question. Um, I have to look through my stuff and get back to you. Okay. <laughs> but cool. that's, I'm going to do that now. That's a really good question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, no. So I get a lot of stuff there. And then I don't have a lot of cash to buy a lot of newer stuff so it's really I mean I buy a lot of old stuff used yeah and, well and it was maybe funny a uh, Into the Music had a little station set up today at the U of M and all the vinyl records were like you know I think Into the Music is great but they're all like fucking 35 or 40 bucks I know, I know. yeah that's it's, an arm and a leg man oh it's crazy yeah yeah and a lot of it is because it's trendy again right right like I mean I remember buying some records in I don't know like 99, 2000 or whatever and they were they're expensive now the same thing but at the time it was really cheap yeah, because the, the the number of people listening to vinyl is so much smaller, right? It's kind of funny when you go. There's that store in Polo Park. What's it called? Urban. Uh, oh yeah, Urban. Whatever. Yeah. 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 I know what you're I, talking I, about. Upstairs, you go in there. So. They actually have a couple cool records, but it's like, it's like funny that forty five bucks this really, or whatever. Yeah, really hip thing. Yeah, know? and then I've heard. I, I don't know enough about mastering and stuff to know what the actual deal is with this, but I've heard a lot of them are mastered from CD. Oh. So apparently, it doesn't even sound. Like, so the fidelity is the same. There's no benefit to having it on vinyl. Yeah. Because it's just. But it's cool. But it's cool. And it's 45 bucks for this yeah. record that came out before these kids were born, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Some rapper they heard their dad heard of or something, which is just super weird, but yeah. Yeah, no yeah. kidding, eh? Yeah. No kidding. But yeah, no, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm always interested in what people listen to because I've had people, I've had the range from people who are like me and just never stopped with physical, and then people who release physical stuff with their own bands but have no way to play it. <laughs> right. <laughs> which is getting more common. Like, people put out tapes and they... Well, it's hilarious, man. Them. Like, a CD release, I think when sitcom did our, when we did our CD release, we didn't have CDs yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That would have probably been an important uh, thing. Yeah, that... one would think, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, download cards. Like even sure. 10 years ago, a CD release party with no CDs. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of goofy. Yeah, it's weird, yeah. Yeah. But now it's it's not that unusual. And but... I think people are still calling it like a CD release show, right? I think so too, yeah. 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 But... Let's get some fucking CDs going on here, people. What? <laughs> yeah, we should. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of it too is that people want to have something you can take home, right? So yes. So even if they don't, even if the band doesn't care about CDs, they put out like a box of them. And hopefully people are going to buy it just to put on a shelf and then use Support it. Support the cause, yeah. nice keepsake. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the Ugly's record is out there in the world. Yes, it is. And the sitcom record is out there in the world somewhere? Or? Yep. Yep. So, yep. It should be at like all the Sunrise and Into oh, yeah, the yeah. Music, all I think that I've, Yeah, I think I saw them at Sunrise. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I think that when we do the new Ugly's one, we want to do vinyl. We're, we're kind of just, we're going to go for it. Yeah. 
So we're we're gonna get it uh, mixed out at uh, Rain City is the plan. Okay. With Stu McKillop, the bi- the the half baked plan is to get it mastered at the blasting room. Oh, cool. That'd be <laughs> but good. That, we'll see. I mean, yeah. I'm kind of talking out of my ass right now, but uh, that's the plan anyway. Well, that's a credit you want on the record too, right? Like that's. Yeah, that, yeah, it would yeah. just be so cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. It, it took us three years to throw these tunes together. I I mean we're pro- we're gonna keep rolling, but we're not gonna do this again likely. Sure. So sure. we're just gonna kind of go for it in that sense. Yeah. Well, are you just not going to do it again because like people are getting older and having responsibilities and shit? Or I guess that is a bit of a bit of a thing too, but um, more so, it just it's a lot of time. Yeah, sure. Like sure, sure. like I said, the drums were recorded like uh, three years ago. Yeah. I think the product is going to be better because of the amount of time we've taken. Okay. Like we're really sometimes we're taking it a little too far. And with the magic of recording, you can really dial in that this wild, you know, chord shape that yep. you could never play in time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll never happen live. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So there's there's a bit of that going on too. So I think I, overall, sonically, I think it'll be uh, cool. it'll be pretty cool. kids and jobs and things and have to have to bail on the band you can keep doing this because it's kind of this i mean it's not a solo project but it's this weird side thing that you don't have to worry about playing live and you can kind of tinker around with for over a stretch of time and, and that was that was the idea behind the whole thing and uh and I, yeah i'd like to kind of just keep it going probably call in the same cast of characters yeah yeah but yeah at the end of the day it's really just me throwing this thing together with with some serious help from other from others sure yeah, yeah you know yeah. Uh, it's not like I recorded the thing myself I or did the album art or any of that, but yeah. um, it's also cool to kind of uh, collaborate with different people in that sense. 
Because um, I, you know, in some bands, you know, someone someone maybe writes the tunes, someone does, you know, yep. worries about all the the visual stuff. But it was it was kind of cool to kind of have the uh, to try and at least throw this whole thing together on my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little well, bit. It's so different than what you're used to, right? Yeah, yeah. So so that was really cool. So the plan is just to kind of keep that going. And I'll, I'll probably be bugging uh, Mr. Jordan Voth again in the new year. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he has like a rotating schedule of all the same people every week anyway. Right? Exactly. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what if someone is hearing about this project for the first time on the show, what's the best way to find out more, to hear the, hear the music and, and that kind of thing? Well, yeah. Um, I mean, it's on Instagram. I don't have Facebook. I've dodged Facebook, so I, I don't plan on getting Facebook. Okay. I don't even know how that would work. If I made a Plymouth Breeze page, would I have to do that through my own Facebook page? I think so. Yeah, there you go. See, I'm, I'm stupid. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Bandcamp, and it's on all the streaming stuff like okay. Apple Music, Spotify, um, and that is about it. And then, yeah, hoping to do some physical stuff. Yeah. I might try and like, I don't know, maybe I'll bug you after this uh, about like maybe some, what would be some sites I could send it to? I don't know. If I have any ideas, I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this is we, we can talk about it afterwards. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What's the, and I guess with the Uglies and sitcoms, same thing, right? It's all in the streaming services and, and yep. Bandcamp and physicals, physicals at whatever stores. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it shows, I guess, right? Exactly. Although I find with both bands, we're lazy. Everyone likes to drink a lot, so. <laughs> and people forget things, right? Yeah, so yeah, no one yeah. really wants to be, you know, sitting around at the quote unquote. Uh, quote unquote merch table, merch table yeah, yeah. when there's not really any merch right. couple CDs it's like people probably want to be moseying around drinking and <laughs> doing whatever else right right yeah and then your uh, your show your radio show yes what, what are the details on that oh yeah it's called This That and the Third it's uh, I, I originally I was at 1 o'clock on Wednesdays and I said I was never going to change the time 1 um, in the afternoon or 1 a.m. 1 in the afternoon okay yeah, um, but now it's been on Mondays at 9, which is great, because I like to do, uh, you know, I'll do uh, jazz, punk, and hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. The punk and hip-hop, sometimes the language thing. Sure. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that is a bit of an jazz issue. Jazz doesn't typically have that problem, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't have to worry about uh, censorship, and I find if I want to have guests come down, yep. 9 o'clock at night is an easy time. Totally. Easier than 1 in the afternoon on a work day, right? Like on a yeah. Week. yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. far more socially acceptable to... You know, go for a, a beer with the guest after. Sure, and, you sure. Know. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> the Liquid Lunch. Who was that band on All Canadian Club 2? Oh, man. Who did that one? Uh, Impromptu uh, I ska, I, I, Canadian I ska trivia. I know the song and I can't, I can't. Liquid Lunch. It wasn't one of the, like, the main stomp bands. It was, like, some random weird band from Ontario or something that was on there. Right. But, yeah, yeah, I know the song. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good compilation, actually. Yeah, that, that was my favorite one. I think it's more like a sentimental thing. Totally, yeah. Just because I list, uh, Mayor of Ganja City was on that yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I keep getting off track no, wait, with Ska wait, music. Wasn't you were leaving on that one? The JFK? Oh. Or was that three? No, that was two. I'm pretty sure two had... Uh, oh, no, maybe. I don't know. We'll have maybe to this... do a friendly wager. I think, I think no, it was Ganja City. I think it is Ganja City. I think you're right. Three had you were leaving on it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think I own the third one, but I was more, most familiar with two and four. Okay. Four had that afterbeat tune, Me and You. Yeah, at that point, I'd stopped listening to them. I, I, I didn't have that one. I had... Two and th- I think I had one, two, and three. Yeah. I definitely had two and three, for sure. Were you a Planet Smashers guy? I love the Planet Smashers. Yeah. I interviewed them a, a few years ago, actually. Um, Holy shit. Uh, on the show. Uh, 2015, maybe? Cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, the best show uh, when I was in grade nine was the Frostbite Tour. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think I was in grade nine. It was Guttermouth and yeah. the Planet Smashers. Yeah. I think the Resistance played. Um, but, yeah, the Planet Smashers, when the, for surfing in Tofino, when they got everyone to yeah, kind of yeah, sit yeah. down and do the wave thing, yeah. it's like, oh, you know, being a little kid in grade nine, this totally. is so cool. Well, we, Grappa's Army opened for them a few times, so. Oh, no kidding. So, yeah, it was, uh, I never met them that way, but, like, it was, it was that was super cool. That was the best thing ever. Was, no kidding. We loved the Planet Smashers. Where'd you guys play? Albert? <sighs> I'm thinking it must have been the Albert. Yeah, I mean, that sounds we, like We played at the Albert. Albert a lot. 
Right. And no, it was definitely the Albert because it was it was uh, it was Planet Smashers, the Undercovers, Hole and Milka, us and the Hot Live Guys. Right. And the Hot Live Guys. Back oh, when yeah. they were playing, back when they were like a funk ska band before they became like the you know garage rock thing. Oh, so I only know them as the uh, garage rock thing. I have a copy of their CD that they tried to get erased from existence. And, uh, <laughs> and I you're will, that guy. I will send you the files. It's it's awesome. Oh, that rocks. <laughs> they had a Why, horn section. Just... They had a horn section and everything. It was yeah yeah. I remember watching that guitar player. Um, Joe? I think it was, yeah, it was at a Barrymore show when they uh, they played at the park. Yeah. And that just, well, the guy was like, literally, I don't even know how to explain On the it. table. off the stage. Yep. Yep. Just rolling around. It's like, holy shit, this yep. is crazy. I wish that band still existed. It was so much fun going to their shows. Yeah. Yeah. Grandpa's and, Army, that was, you guys, were, that was like a big band too, right? In terms of amount of people. Like, yeah, yeah we had like 10 people, yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah. Which was ridiculous. But <laughs> how, how, like, how, as because you, you guys were pretty young, right? Yeah, we were, I guess, between 16 and 18, maybe. How does how do, how do 16 and 18-year-old kids organize, you know? Not well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, it's funny because the first time we played a... I, if people want to turn it off by now, they can. <laughs> <laughs> the first time we played a big show, we played a bunch of community center shows and things like that, and, you know, high school shows or whatever, but we played at the Albert, and it was with Holden Milka, JFK and the Conspirators, and the Racketeers. Right. And it was also the Racketeers' first big show. And they played first for some reason, and they were amazing. And because they were all music students, they were all a couple years older than us. Were they on Bacteria? But did Bacteria Buffet release? They were on some of the compilations. Right. Okay. But it was like a bunch of guys who ended up in the Barrymore's. Dan was in in the Rocketeers in the Barrymore's. Darwin, who played in Subcity, was in the Crooked right? Brothers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was in tons of bands. He was in that, and like they were really good. And they were all music students, and they were way better than us. And they just they had matching suits and everything, and they just blew us away. And then we were next, and we're playing in front of our favorite bands, JFK and Experience and Holland and Milka. Right. And it was. It's bad. Like, we had mismatched suits we got from Valley Village. <laughs> like, we're, you know, half, half of us don't even know how to play our instruments. Like, it so was... bad it was good or just bad? Well, it's good now in retrospect. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, we have pictures from it, which is cool. But, like, at this time, we're super young and we don't know what we're doing. And it was probably awful. I do remember at that show, it, was, it wasn't an all-ages show for some reason. Okay. Even though we were all underage. Sure. And we got there and there's, like, no one sitting in front because they don't care to see us. And some guy, like, some drunk guy at the Albert just yells, Play some fucking Motorhead! <laughs> <laughs> and you know, fifteen-year-olds in suits with horns and shit, like scared shitless. Yeah, 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 oh exactly. no! Yeah, yeah. This guy's gonna so. beat us up. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah. That's amazing. But uh, yeah, if people <laughs> want to hear more episodes of this show, just to completely try to bring it back to what we're talking <laughs> about, uh, you go to witchpeace.com. All four hundred and forty whatever episodes are there for download and streaming, and you can tune in on Sundays at midnight on UMFM for older episodes that get a second boost a few months after the fact. So you know, maybe by the time this gets aired on UMFM, you might have physical copies out. Hey! So people can just listen to this and go buy one, right? Cool. Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that's that'd be ideal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Shout right. out to my friend Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Right Ryan on. Luce. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> right on. Yeah, shout outs. <laughs> yeah, shout outs. Yeah. <laughs> Who else do you want to shout out? <laughs> All right, I'm going to wrap it up. Yeah, thank you so much, Thanks Sam. for having me, man. Yeah, yeah, right on. Michael, what are you doing now? Well, I'm going to see if this breeze will start up. The breeze? Them things don't start in the summertime, let alone the winter. What do you think? shovel at first maybe. Looks like it's got more sand in the out inside of the car than in the driveway. Alright, so got so got a battery. Oh I hear bells. Nothing. No battery. Can't close start without a battery Michael. The battery just died on it. Are you making the attempt to go boost it? Yeah I'm going to. Alright. Here we go. Shovel the snow first. All right. 
move forward. <laughs> 